Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, we get the thumbs up to start a podcast as this microphone goes. Al, how are you? Oh, hi there, Jerry. I have so, a question for yeah. you. So I didn't hear much yesterday. Uh, matter of fact, I only heard a couple of minutes, and I heard the whole um, food sunburn conversation. Yes, which I have no idea. Makes sense to me. Don't know if that's the true conversation being uh, that uh, this idea that we use sunscreen is not natural, and that if you were eating a healthy diet, that and you not wouldn't need it. All processed foods that your skin wouldn't burn in which the sun. I'm all for that. If that's true, that sounds phenomenal. But I think we're getting to a very dangerous po- point. Mm-hmm. With all these YouTube influencers. Yes. Some are doctors. Some aren't. Some are just people that have learned and want to share their knowledge, which is great. All of that's wonderful. Here's my question when I listen to that. Yeah. Because I was listening to CeeLo, who was lost and didn't know what to say, which is fine. Totally cool. And I don't know in the moment I would have either. Yes. But as I thought about it, I thought this. I can go to the beach with my crappy diet tomorrow. Not tomorrow. It's December, but you get my point. I don't burn. I don't know if it's because of where my family's from, but if I go to Florida and I don't use sun, I burn. Hmm. Um, Different parts where the sun is stronger affects me a little differently. The Jersey Shore, I could sit there all day. Really? Yeah, and I I do not burn. I never have. Um, It's never been an issue. But my question would be, are things like that, which makes sense to me, have they been tested by these people that say it? Meaning, if you are John C. Jackson, and you're the influencer that's telling people this. Have you gone Miami Beach in July and sat there all day with no sunscreen and not come out 
and been totally good? Or are you just telling us because of what you think? Probably telling you it's a dangerous of what game you think. to play. Yeah. Because I don't, maybe you would, maybe you wouldn't. I can't imagine that you would go on a beach in a bathing suit and just sit there all day at a beautifully, you know, cloudless day, 88 degrees, and be comfortable enough to believe that. I don't trust it myself personally. So like it like, makes sense if to I'm a certain out, degree. If I'm going to go out walking my dog for 30 minutes, I'm not going to put sunscreen on. Right. But if I'm going to, with my bald head, walk to Asbury Park, hang for the day and walk back, I'm, I'm putting it on. You have to. Yeah, because I, I don't want to burn my head. And that's where, that was the one thought I was left with, is that we're getting a little dangerous here with the information we're passing out. Because I also agree with all the chemical crap. I, all of that I understand. But to go that extra step and say, eat clean, you don't need it. Well, have you done that? And if so, I'd like to see the video of it. And I'd like to see you at 9 a.m. on the beach and then at 5 p.m. when you're done with the sun. Yeah, the other funny thing is a lot of a lot of these uh, people that say that you don't need sunscreen live in climates where they're in the sun year-round, so they kind of are always like a base tanned sort sure. of so you're not going to burn as likely you right, know what right. i mean so it's like surfer dudes in california people in florida mm-hmm. so it, it, i think it's hard to judge it's, it's that interest, it's an it interesting, interesting conversation the idea these people have is they say you know don't that you shouldn't wear sunscreen that it's the sun is good for you and if you're not eating in particular they say seed oils and processed food then your skin won't burn right we don't know that. i'd like to see the proof Yes. Because I've seen, too, you have to be out. You got to get, what is it? It's 30 to 60 minutes of sunlight a day. Yes. For the But then when you start going beyond that, you better be careful. Because depending on where you are, the sun in New Hampshire is not like the sun in Texas. Yeah. It's I also, just not. I also think that what we've probably done to the atmosphere mm-hmm. may also affect that back in the day, many years ago, maybe you didn't need sure. sunscreen. I would agree. But with that now too. with the ozone layer being what it is or whatever the UV indexes are now. Yeah. That's probably true too. Who knows? Yeah, I agree. Jerry, I have people reach out to me sometimes on uh, they DM me on either Instagram or Twitter. Right. I guess I'm now like the penis expert. <laughs> well I, <laughs> I would say I don't I don't know what I would call you actually. Yeah. I don't know about an expert. Yeah. But your you're, you have a penis fascination. Or, or a penis hypochondriac. I feel like well, I have had sure. uh, penis injuries or th- things over the years. So I got a message from a guy, and uh, he tells me that he is 56 years old. Okay. So just uh, two Your years. wheelhouse. Right in, my, right in my wheelhouse, yeah. This is what he says, Jerry. I'm going to my doctor in a couple weeks, but I think you're the best person to, to talk to about this. I've noticed in the past year or so, as I've been working in normal situations, my penis will literally go inside of itself and hide like a turtle would be hiding in his shell. I've tried Googling it, but nothing really comes up. When I go to the bathroom, I literally have to pull it out of its shell. It's almost like it's naturally happening, like it's hiding from something. At the same time, I've also noticed my urination doesn't come out at the same time when I go to the bathroom. I'll finish going to the bathroom, but then a few minutes later, more of it just leaks out in my underpants. 
One day, it provided a wet spot on pants that weren't dark. It's definitely an anomaly to me. Hmm. Thank you for getting involved. Now, I told this gentleman that I have heard Howard Stern a couple years ago talking about him peeing, then walking away and some a little more coming out. Mm-hmm. And that he claims, this is Howard Stern claiming, that he wraps tissues, uh, uh, toilet paper, around his penis when he's done. So in case anything leaks out, it leaks out into the toilet what, paper. Penis diapers now? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I have not heard of the penis going in on itself. Yeah, I don't. That's a I'm weird not familiar one. with that one. But I also don't know, like this guy later on in the thing, he says uh, when he goes to the doctor, he's going to ask for an STD test. But I, I don't know that is a thing from an S, you know, like a sexually transmitted disease about your penis going inside. I'm glad you don't know. Yeah. That would be bad otherwise. Finally, something I don't have. Yes, you do. Thankfully. Yeah. Not finally, thankfully. Well, you know what? He took the right step. He's going to the doctor. Yeah. I hope he follows up and gives you an answer when this is solved, because I'm sure there's a reason for this. And... He can sleep better at night. I, I don't know. All I know is as you get into your late 40s and 50s, things weird things start happening down yeah. there. Yeah. So he also had responded to him and said, without using your name, I use this on the podcast. He said, of course. And he just sent this, legitimately just came up as I'm sitting here with you, Jerry. He says, uh, this may sound weird, the same guy, mm -hmm. but I purchased a product called Hostage Tape. And it's designed to go over your mouth while you sleep. Okay. For snoring, maybe? Yeah, it eliminates snoring because I tend to be a mouth breather. Anyway, I put the hostage tape on my penis to stop it from turtling in the weird thing. And the weird thing is I've been up for two or three hours and it hasn't turtled yet. He's using the hostage tape on his penis. What does that have to do with anything? He's just saying he... It's it's stopping his penis from going in in on itself because he's wrapped tape tape around it. Oh, he so. took the snore. He took the tape you're supposed to put on your mouth to stop snoring. He wrapped it around his penis, and it's helping his penis not go in. Be on careful itself. wrapping anything and taping something, Jerry. You'll, this is science, damn it! End up at the hospital with an embarrassment. Oh, yeah, just be careful. Yeah, be careful. I don't even know what to say. This is what I mean. Like men, Jerry, when men get desperate. Or, you know, like you don't want to go to the doctor for your penis. This guy's like, hmm, that's snoring tape. It's not what, a good idea. <laughs> First of all, that snoring tape sounds like a terrible idea. You're telling me you put tape over your mouth when you sleep to help you from not I, I, snoring? I, I, I that sounds dangerous. Know. I do not know. I, but I also I, don't I, think you should wrap it around your penis. I know. It sounds like a terrible idea. So this guy. I hope they, it ain't used with, I uh, hope that's not gorilla tape. First of all, the name of this is called hostage tape. Yeah, that sounds horrible. That sounds terrible. Yeah, I agree. I, yes. And now you're putting it around your penis. So he's holding his penis hostage right with now. With tape. With I mean, tape. Dude. Not I just not the way I would go. Yeah, I probably. But he does. Listen, He it sounds like he does have a doctor's appointment. And this is the problem. This guy's got his penis going, turtling in. He's urine's coming out when it's not supposed to come but out. he's going to the doctor. But he's got to wait till till. Mid-December. He's got two more weeks. All right, well. That's the problem with going to doctors, Jerry. I, yes. They're not prepared for good, us. Well, good doctors are booked. That is the problem. How about this? 
So this is completely just based on doctors being booked. Yeah. So our cat, our little cat, Callie, the one that uh, we got from, you know, Boomer helped us get years ago. Yeah. She's got some sort of a skin rash or I don't even know what it is. Brought her to the vet a couple of times. They tried like a steroid or nothing's worked. She's like, you really need like a, she goes, it sounds crazy, but you need like a, a an animal dermatologist. I'm like, All right, well, where do I find that? So they gave me, the place gave me like five places to call. Four of them don't have animal dermatologist and they okay. all referred me to this one place so there's one person that's in charge of animal dermatology well, one place down in the down the jersey shore base okay so i call them and she's like sure she goes i can get you in in july i'm like what what's the point of that? i'm like but she's got a rash now she goes well we're we're booked i'm like so i have to wait because i might be able to do something in june i'm like okay thanks and i hung up so they call another place. I called the vet back. They gave me a place up north. I'm like, if I got to go up north, I'll go up north. So they gave me a place in um, in Bloomfield. Bloomfield, fine. So I call them. Sorry, we're booked. We're not taking new new uh, clients. I'm like, well, who am I supposed to go to? You know what she tells me? Because there's a great uh, veterinary hospital that's got a full uh, vet veterinary dermatologist yeah. on staff. She goes, I'm sure that gets you in this week. I said, okay. She goes, it's in Scranton. I'm like, what? Scranton? I'm like, what are we talking about? So I called my vet back yesterday, and I explained the whole situation. They're like, all right, come in tomorrow. I'm like, okay, and then what? She goes, well, we'll try and figure something out for you because this ain't working. I'm like, yeah, no kidding. So good doctors. You can't get appointments. I can't get my cat an appointment for right. six months. You can't even, if there's a good cat doctor, you can't even get God in, Jerry. Damn. You ain't kidding. Yeah. So I hope he's okay. I hope he can just. Wait it out, get to the doctor, and then you'll figure it out. And then please follow up with us. Yes. Because we need to follow up with the audience. 100%. I uh, got another direct message. This Dude, wow, does, what are you? This does not involve the penis. Only fans out? What's going this on This is here? from uh, Mike. Okay. You get a lot of DMs from men. Uh, I do. <laughs> oh, hi, Al. I got one for you and Jerry for a future post-game podcast. I've been walking around my apartment complex during the evenings. <laughs> that just sounds funny. <laughs> And I'm noticing that about one out of every four cars has an expired inspection sticker. While inspections these days are generally jokes and all cars seem to pass, what this tells me is that technically 25% of these cars are non-compliant for the road and are in violation of the law. Do you think 25% is a fair representation of the population or is my apartment complex an anomaly? I think your apartment complex is a bunch of degenerates. <laughs> I tend to think the overall percentage is probably lower, but maybe COVID threw all this for a loop. Curious to hear your thoughts on this rather boring topic. I think See it's more like one in 10. I don't think it's one in four. I think it's more like one in 10. And I don't think it means that your car is not, is not, I don't want to use the word compliant because you're not compliant because you're not taking it when yeah, you're supposed but to. But it's not dangerous. But it doesn't mean that your car is going to, uh, you know, burn a hole through yeah. the, uh, the sun. It just means you're lazy. And you're rolling the dice. You get pulled over for any reason, and you're four, five, six months, you're getting a ticket. Yeah. You know, this actually came up uh, probably a year ago. I was walking my dog. Oh, I remember this. You remember story. this? I yes, was walking my dog. punched in the face. Yeah, and I noticed a whole lot of people in my town that had expired things. So I thought I was doing a good thing. I went on the Bradley Beach Facebook group, and I said, hey, just a heads up, y'all. See a lot of expired stickers. You know, they let this go during a pandemic, but they don't let it go anymore. Right. Well, people were furious with me, Jerry. <laughs> Mind like, your own business. You just told the cops to come ticket all of us. But still, 
my town is filled with cars yeah. that are two years expired. Really? Wow. See, I don't see that. And I actually do look yeah. from time to time when we're in the in the stores. Ever since that, ever since that happened. Yeah. I don't really know. I, I see them. Yeah. But I don't see them egregiously. You don't see them at the number that. No, not at all. Me and this fella Mike see no, it at. Not at all. I love that he's just, I just picture like a guy like me, like this guy, Mike, nighttime falls. He starts walking around his apartment complex, checking out cars. <laughs> He should. Here's what you do, Mike. Print out a whole bunch of hay, just being neighborly. Mike, don't do it. And then leave them on the car windshield, windshield wipers. Here's what you should do. Find a nice place in between where you live and where Bradley Beach is, and you and Al should go have a drink (laughs) and calm the F down. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's what happens, Jerry. I I got it. Doesn't happen for me, but it happens for you. You ever think about it, like how different our lives are? You and I? Yeah. Yes, I do. Like we work, we work the same hours. We work on the same show. There's enough in common. Yeah, but when we leave here, our lives are so unbelievably yeah. different. It's incredible. Yeah, what and you it, care about, what I don't care about. It well, really it, is interesting. It all goes to the. Uh, I think you having children. Oh, for sure. You know, and being married. And, and being married. It's a different... You 100%. Different responsibilities. You're taking care of different things. I I don't have those things, so I don't... Yeah. Yeah. I do think about that. It's just amazing. And whether it's you and me or you and Eddie or me and Eddie or G, it's all everybody's... Everybody's circumstance, while in some ways are similar, are so unbelievably different. And all from the choices we've made and the people we've picked to be with or not be with. And it's just, man, the five of us couldn't be more different in a lot of ways. Yeah, you know what blows my mind when you, first of all, when you, anytime you do anything at night, so you have a Rutgers game on a Wednesday, Mm -hmm. but even crazier, like to me, if I had a Rutgers game, if I had something to do on a work night, like a Rutgers game I was calling that started at seven o'clock on a Wednesday, I would know. I'd be panicking about it for sure from the week before. I asked you the other day, I go, uh, when's the next Rutgers game or something? You're like, eh, I don't know, maybe Tuesday. It was just so funny that it wasn't like, it wasn't something that was already concerning you no. and thinking about. Like, I was like, oh my, I'd love to. The only one that, that bothered way. me so far that consumed me yeah. was when I found out the Georgetown game was at 830. Yeah. A lot two weeks ago. Because I had it as a seven, a six thirty game, Oof. and somehow we ended up being the back part of that FS one doubleheader, not the front end, which is what it initially was when I got the schedule months ago, and so that one got me on that because we had a game on Sunday at noon, and that game was Wednesday night or Thursday, I forget what night it was, and like driving home I'm like eight or eight thirty, and then Monday I'm like I it, that one bothered me. Yeah, the seven o'clock games suck. Um, from the standpoint of I know I'm only getting four hours sleep, but I try to take a nap in the afternoon. I go do the game, and then I know if I get four solid hours of sleep while not good and I don't want to do it on back-to-back nights, I can live with that. Now, are you thinking about that like you're in the uh, first half of the game? Does it ever cross your mind? No. When does it first cross your mind? Not till you get in the car? Um, post game, when I look at the clock and I'm like, are we on pace for me to lay down by 10 15? Yeah. Cause I, if I know I can get home and get asleep by 10 15, that's f- between four and four and a half hours sleep. I'm good. The other night. So it was a regular seven o'clock game the other night. And I guess it was Monday night. And the post game is usually when they win, 
within seven or eight minutes of the game going final, we've got Peichel on, and then right after him is the player, and then we can do our stats, and we can get out. It's two segments, and Paul Schrager, our engineer, does the third segment, so I can get out of there. Well, they had a couple of recruits downstairs, and trust me, we're not all that important in the grand scheme of what he's trying to build there, so I understand sometimes we have to wait. The postgame show went for 30 minutes as we're waiting for him, and I'm looking at the clock. At that point, I'm like, I'm not getting home till 10.30. Yeah. Uh-oh. So it does happen, but it's rare. Yeah. It is rare. So I don't know. I think we talked about this off the air uh, this morning, but, uh, you know, the Spotify yes. year-end review, or yeah. I think they call it Spotify rap, yep. wrapped. I was bothered by mine. Came out. You were bothered by yours. I was surprised by mine. I'm starting to get uh, uh, screen grabs from people that listen to this post-game podcast where mm-hmm. they're like top 3%. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty cool. So send those if you're a high uh, number. Those are awesome. What was surprising about yours? What was the most surprising thing? Well, I'll tell you. It made no sense to me because and the question I had for Al off the air, and maybe someone out there knows too, Yeah. what, qualifi- what qualifies as a play for a song? Okay. So, and I only, I asked that question because when I look at these things, I'm waiting for it to come up. Here it is. Show me now. Okay. So the thing that comes up, all right, shut up. God. All right. So it's coming up now. So the, the top song that came up for me in 2023 was Jordan Davis singles you up, which I know for a fact, I really lit. Now, did I listen to him? Yes. That song, I had enough of that song. So, Every time it comes up, for the most part, I'm skipping through it now after 10 seconds. There's, I just don't understand how that came up as my top song when yeah. I could come up with 10 other ones that I listened to a lot more than that this year. Yeah. So yeah, I don't odd. know. You're right. Maybe like if as soon as it starts playing, if you skip it, that counts. But then every song that pops up counts as a play then? I don't know. Then they, can't they manipulate things that way and like just start inserting songs? I guess so, yeah. But then the artist gets paid, don't they? Yeah. For the amount of plays? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm I'm very, I'm, I'm surprised. Here's one that really puzzled me. Yeah. So, it said to me, uh, say hello to your top artist. Okay. For me, it said John Mellencamp. Right. Okay. Now, I went to see John Mellencamp in June. So did I play John Mellencamp prior to that? And when I got back, was I probably in a John Mellencamp kind of mood? You're in the zone. I was in a John Mellencamp zone. But it says, okay, and it's one thing to say, okay, your 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 top artist is John Mellencamp. It says you are in the top zero point one percent of fans. Meaning there could be nobody bigger. John Mellencamp fan than me. It would be very hard to find someone a bigger fan than you. In the entire country, according to this. Right. That can't possibly be true. There's got to be one lunatic that, like, is from and lives in Indiana that's just doing nothing but running John Mellencamp songs. And they're going to be ahead of you in the top one-tenth of one percent. Okay. Doesn't mean you are number one. And this says, I spent, this is how many minutes in the past year listening to John Mellencamp. Mm -hmm. 1,401 minutes. It's a lot of time. Every average song is four minutes. Yeah. 25 songs, 100. That means 2,500 songs. Don't you think John Mellencamp should thank me? Should I tag him in something, Jerry? Wait, how many minutes say? 1,000? 1,400. Oh, 1,400. I got that wrong. It's not 2,500 songs. So it's probably 250 songs. My gosh. That's probably true, though. Yeah. 
If you think John Mellencamp's songs, there are no two-minute songs. They're no, all between four, four and six, I would say. Probably four minutes is yeah. safe to say, four, so 4.30. That's really only 320 songs. Right. I would think. Yeah. That doesn't sound like a lot to me, actually. Yeah, Given it just the seems fact crazy. that you went to the concert, mm-hmm. that you probably listened to albums and songs a few weeks before, a yeah. couple of weeks after. I actually don't think that's Yeah, a when lot. I got back, I was like in a rabbit hole of John Mellencamp. Yeah. I was playing everything. And... If up to 10 seconds dictates a song play, yeah, then it probably makes even more sense. Yeah, plus I play his songs here sometimes. Right, off your account. Off my account. So it's possible. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it was sure. pretty cool. Pretty I like cool. that thing, that year-end rap, although I'm not sure you know how much of it is. Like you said, it little, seems a little un- un- in- inaccurate. It what did was your top artist? Um, like who you like the most? I don't remember honestly. I wonder if it was Pink. No, I don't think. I, I think she actually was five. Really? Yeah, I think five. Hold on, I'll pull it out. I will tell you my. I do remember my my top podcast was this one. <laughs> no, it's funny. This wasn't even in my top five of podcasts. Oh, really? Well, see, I but I listen all the time when I'm away. Yeah. So I do when I'm on. Um, when I'm with Rutgers. Yeah. I try to keep up, and I always listen to the five o'clock hour. And then I listen to you and Eddie usually. Did you have a top five podcasts? Um, like it does I, top five podcasts. No, it only gave me a top three. Maybe you don't, you don't it listen was to a lot of us, podcasts. It was Rogan and the Huberman. Oh, okay. Huberman, Huberman Lab? Yes. That was it. Um, come on. Where is it? My top this. podcasts were Rogan, This Past Weekend with Theo Vaughn, Plain English with Derek Thompson, Okay. Why Are You Laughing, and Club Random with Bill Maher. Okay, that's funny because I've heard I've, no, you I've only played watched. some Bill Maher. Yeah, three or four times. I guess that doesn't qualify yeah. as much. That was cool. Um, hold on a second. Pretty cool. Just we need like Jerry to find the point one percent person that listens to this podcast, right? And celebrate them. I've gotten three percenters. Okay, but I don't think I've gotten anything under the three percenters. Here's a weird one. My top artist. Yeah, and I'm telling you, Al, I didn't listen to this person. Very often, at all. Okay. Limp Biscuit. <laughs> Are you sure you weren't in a Limp Biscuit mood one one day? No. Jerry? You just went nuts. But not for a tip. So Limp Biscuit was one. Well, Pink was four. Bruce was five, which I told you this morning. I don't listen to Bruce. That's crazy. So how is that my fifth most popular I don't artist? Know. Maroon Five was number two, which last year in 2022 I listened to a lot of that. I'm kind of. I've, this year, I've been over it. I haven't listened to it. I wonder when they start counting because this list came out now. It's not even de- tomorrow's December first, right. so they're not counting December at all in know. this. So I wonder if they're grabbing December from last year. Is it is it like a fiscal year? You know, September through July. I don't know because then it would make more sense to me if we're going back to last fall, but not for this year. No, it's going to suck next year. John Mellencamp's going to completely fall out of the top of my because uh, you're out because I I have played it enough now. You're going to go from the top. One tenth of one percent to the top ninety nine percent. Yeah, I might get a call from Mellencamp. What's going on? <laughs> I don't know. I saw him with Bill Maher. He's like, I'm a weird dude. I don't know if that's happening. <laughs> yeah. How about that? When worlds collide, Bill Maher podcast on my list yeah. and John Mellencamp talk to each other. You ain't kidding. All right, Jerry. Let's do the warm up program. Would that would that be a good thing for you to hear? Yeah, I'm good with the warm up okay. program. What the then hell is going that. on in my backyard? Oh, right tomorrow's Friday, Jerry. Tomorrow is Friday. We got a uh, football Friday here in the family. We got cool games, Jerry. 
Did you do that already with Boomer today? No, he gave me one. He no. What Boomer did today was he he projected if the playoffs started today. Oh, okay. Would the wild card round have any cool games in it? Oh, I got you. So okay. he did that. I got you. Right, so I wouldn't we'll, let him steal that bitch. We yet. do the week thirteen edition tomorrow yes. morning. Hopefully after a Cowboys victory. Yes. And we know there's a Niners Eagles game that is definitely a cool game. So we at least got one. That we well, it might be the only it one. might be the only one. It's possible. We'll we see. Got Jets Falcons. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right, Jerry. So, Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Your official station to talk Giants. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, here we go. It's 5.01. Nice to have you with us, Danny Scazzeri. I missed you. Nice to see you. And across from me, his name is Al Jimmy Dukes. What's up? Good morning there, Jerry. Good morning. I'm not going to say this was really surprising. I'm not going to give you that one. Please don't. But it was, I was sort of surprised okay. when I woke up this morning and I saw that the Mets got Luis Severino from I was the Yankees. Too. Yeah, that's actually a really good, I love it, actually. So would you say it was really surprising? No, I, I no, I was surprised, but yeah. it's not shocking. I mean, he's he was here, he was with the Yankees, knows the market, one year prove it deal. Guy who, you know, one point one was a. I don't think he ever won twenty games, but I think he won eighteen or nineteen one year. Last year was terrible, uh, but the year before that was okay. I I think it's great. That's got to be so awesome. The guy he probably doesn't have to move wherever he lives, right? Unless That's... he lives in the Bronx, then you gotta. Do you think Yankees players live in the Bronx? Manhattan, I think. Manhattan? Yeah, I think most either Manhattan or Westchester, I would think, depending upon family, single. I think if you're single, you probably live in Manhattan. 
And if you have a family, you probably in Westchester. Are there bougie places in the Bronx where like rich people live? I'm sure there are. Yeah, really? of course. Yeah. And I just picture the Bronx just like by Yankee Stadium, yeah, and just like apartment buildings. Yeah. No, I, I'm sure there probably are. I'm sure there are very nice areas in the Bronx. But I picture that in every borough. I picture Manhattan. I picture having like bougie places to live. Sure. Queens, I don't really picture that. The Bronx. Brooklyn's got really nice places. Brooklyn, I could see having yeah. nicer places. Staten Island, I don't see that. No, Staten Island's got beautiful homes. I don't know. Jerry. They don't have a lot of property, but beautiful homes. Is that right? Have you ever driven through Staten Island? Or Just... I don't I don't mean on the highway. I mean oh, actually no. in Staten Island. No, I try I try to avoid Staten Island. No, Staten Island's really nice. Is that right? It, it is. Okay. It is. Okay, right, but probably of those boroughs. The Bronx probably has the least bougie section. I don't know about that. I don't know. I kind of feel I like... don't know about that. If I put in, Bronx. Eddie, if I was going to Google real estate, it would be the Bronx, like Bronx, New York. I've got a mansion different... in the Bronx. Well, I. No one says that. I, I don't know that you don't. Come on now. I'm looking up, let's see, for sale in the Bronx. I don't know how I would sort this. I want to sort it from like the highest amount. I need to, and here's what I need, Jerry. I need you to give me prices for homes that don't have bars on the windows. Okay, here's one. Wow. $7.9 million. Eight bedrooms, 10 bathrooms, 11,000 square feet. Who is living there? I'm telling you, man. Derek Jeter. How about this one? Wow. 7.5 million, six bedrooms, 10 bathrooms, a gorgeous backyard in-ground pool. Backyard in the Bronx? Yeah, I'm telling you, there are nice areas in the Bronx. I'm telling you. I have no idea what goes on in any of these boroughs, Jerry. I know. Well, you don't, because you don't come into Manhattan. You don't know New York. I picture every place is um, troublemakers on the corners. Why? Um, Spray paint on the stores. Nah, come on. Rundown apartment buildings. Well, I think there are rundown apartment buildings in a lot of places. There are. Um, I'll give you one here. This one is, wow, is phenomenal. Now, this is smaller, yeah. <laughs> if you will. $4.9 million, eight bedrooms, eight bathrooms. You got to see this place. And this had a price cut of $1.5 million. So they were asking six point four. Black Friday deal. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a Black Friday deal. So I think I answered your question. Wow, this place with this be- another place with a beautiful in-ground pool in the backyard. Yeah, there are some beautiful places in the Bronx. Beautiful. So then I bet there are some Yankee players that live there or have lived there over the years. It's very possible. But very you're right. Possible. If you want things like cool things to do, you live in Manhattan. Manhattan I, high rise, Jerry. Yes, I think that is probably the. I wouldn't say the majority. Yeah. But I, I would think a lot of Mets and Yankees live single. Mets and Yankees live in Manhattan. Mets, Yankees, Knicks. Oh sure, especially the Knicks. Nets. They play at the Garden, like yeah. in Manhattan. Oh my gosh, it'd be so great. You just walk to work, and you're a pro basketball player. That would be pretty cool. That doesn't happen everywhere, Jerry. No, it doesn't. I probably should, but I'm not going to tour the boroughs one day just to see what's going on. Why don't you do? Matter of fact, if you let's do, let's get this done. Okay, we'll do get this done today. Not today. No, today. We'll do this. No, 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 no. You're not touring anything today. I'm oh, saying okay, we'll, we'll get this done today. We'll lock you up for a spot in the bike race for no. Boomer, and then you can, on a bike, view all the boroughs. <laughs> Here's the problem with the bike tour. I'm very self-conscious of, like, um, the area on a bike seat that gets you very uncomfortable. I understand. And I got enough mental Problems issues down there, yes. down there that I don't need that getting sore. Pete or, Hoffman said that region hurt yeah. him for a week and a half. Yeah, I'm not, I can't. 
Uh, you can't mentally get past now, that. Now, he didn't train either, so that's part of it. Yeah, well, I wouldn't train either. I'm not you, with your legs, you wouldn't train? No, I, I can't I can't bike. I'm, I'm, I'm done doing physical stuff other than walking my dog. Okay. That's the most physical. Not going to get into pickleball? No. Cornhole? Nope. Golf? No. Tennis? No. Racquetball's fun. Uh, yeah, not interested. Okay. I don't want to tear an Achilles now. It's enough. Uh, I don't think you would. Hmm. I don't. There's no There's no wear and tear on them. <laughs> That's what I mean. They haven't been used ever. Yeah, but I think you'd be all right. They're brand new in the box. <laughs> Still with right. the tags on, my Achilles. <laughs> That's right. Hmm. All right, so we got Luis Severino. Yes. What, is he like, uh, I can't even write now. One year, $13 million. Think off the top of my head what the Met rotation is now. Well, look, everybody's gone. Well, we don't know yet. That's right, the we thing. Don't know, right? You don't know yet. There's still, you know, I know there's all these rumors about the Yankees and Yamamoto. I still, I do believe the Yankees will end up with Soto, but I think the Mets will end up with Yamamoto. But we'll see. Um, so if you have Yamamoto and Sanga and Severino's fighting for a spot, you're right. I'd have to go look too. David Peterson's still there, I think so. Um, but I, I, they, they are far from a finished pro. I think they're going to end up with Jordan Montgomery. Is that right? Or did he go somewhere already? Actually, I think he did go somewhere. Did he go somewhere? Yeah. Did he go to St. Louis? Yes. He went somewhere. Yes. That's right. I just Google it. All right, I will. I'm talking. Jordan. Just, we're, we're having a conversation. Montgomery. Oh, yeah, yeah, he yeah, yeah. is. I know no, Sonny Gray went to St. Louis. Yeah, he is a uh, free agent. He is still a free agent. Okay. I was confusing him and Sonny Gray. Red Sox target Jordan Montgomery. Okay. Sounds good to me. So, anyway, to and answer your question, I don't know what the hell the Met rotation is going to be right now. Oh, and then here's a bunch of uh, news stories on Jordan Montgomery that says he's already purchased a home in the Boston area. Really? Man. Well, then that would pretty much tell you something, wouldn't Man, it? Man, we're getting nothing, Jerry. No. you know, If you end up with Yamamoto, that's pretty good, supposedly. Yamamoto. I wouldn't I, know, but... I wouldn't be able to pick Yamamoto out if I saw him. Yama. All right. Moto. No, I'm not being a jerk. Yeah. I'm being serious. If I gave you three pitchers, could you pick out Jordan Montgomery out of the three? Yes. You could. Yes, I believe really? I could, yeah. Okay. I just have never seen Yamamoto. Nor have I. Nor can I spell his name so all these other players are coming up when I Google him. Mm. Oh, there he is. All right. If now I you got him, it. Now I know. All right. Now I'll be looking for him, Jerry, because if he's shopping for apartments in New York City or homes. I do think he's still in Japan. Oh. I could be wrong about that, but I think he's still in Japan. Would you move to Japan for a really high-paying broadcasting job? How high-paying? Like like what he's going to get here. Yeah. He would. I, how do you not? And he's going to get <laughs> a couple hundred million dollars. Yes. I mean. <laughs> You'd have to get a, would you try to learn Japanese or would you No, would, if hire with that a kind of money, I think I would hire a translator You'd to have be to with be, me at all times. And then you pick up what you pick up. You'd have to be really good friends, though, with the translator because you're going to spend a lot of time. Do you imagine that. that conversation with the wife and kids? Yeah. This I is, don't know how that goes. This is Bill. He's going to be living with us now. <laughs> I don't mean that. Oh. I meant moving to Japan. Oh, good news. I got it, a huge raise. Because the knee-jerk reaction is, of course you go. In reality, I don't know that you do. Yeah. Right, you're going a whole... It's a, it's, you're not moving across the country. You're moving across the world. Different culture, different language, different food. This is going to sound ridiculous. I probably wouldn't go. Right. Only because I would ruin their lives. You'd have to, though, make your current employer think you were going to go to Japan. Be like, I'm about to bolt. Right. And you know what Olive would say? <laughs> See ya. Sure. <laughs> Good luck in Japan. Send us a postcard, Jerry, when you get there. I don't think so. <laughs>
Yeah, yeah that's yeah, a tough one. That's that is a crazy question. These these uh, players that change countries. All right, let me ask you this: easier to go from here to Japan or to come from Japan to New York? I think it might be easier to come from Japan to New York. I would think so, but, but that I don't could know be my own cultural bias talking, Jerry. Well, it's not bias; it's just what you think because you don't yeah. know. Although, imagine like. I don't know what it's like in Japan, but then you come and you're rolling up in the Bronx. I'd be like, mm, maybe you made a mistake. Again, there's $8 million homes in the Bronx. What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. I could be like Mr. Baseball. Did you ever see that movie with Tom Selleck? No. You never saw that? No. Never That's saw when Mr. he's Baseball. like this aging slugger, yeah. this aging MLB star. I think he played I think he played for the Tigers, but I'm not, I don't remember because I know that was his, his favorite team with yes. Magnum B.I. But whatever. He was this aging MLB slugger. And I guess I don't remember exactly if there wasn't a market for him anymore, but like Japan wanted him. So he goes over to Japan like this big superstar and acted like a jerk and then found his way into the culture and actually enjoyed it. But it was it was shocking for him to go over there like you're in another world. I love the idea that there's very little crime in Japan is what I've heard. Very little. Okay, because there's very stiff penalties for crimes. Unlike here, Jerry, where you could just go to CVS and take whatever you want and leave. What'd you take yesterday? <laughs> I'm not shoplifting, oh, okay, got but it. I'm saying you could. I suppose. And no one cares here. Well, I suppose the store owners care. but uh, Yes, I would think so. But uh, you don't go to jail for and that. And as a future store owner, you don't need that. I don't need that, Jerry. Right. I don't need it. I have one more quick baseball note for you, Jerry. Joey Wendell? No, I didn't know who that was. So I did see. I only Joey remember Wendell. him from the Rays. I, that's not a much. He's of on the a, Mets. Yeah. What position does he play? They call him a utility man. Yeah, so nothing. He's versatile. That's a bad yeah, sign. I, no, not a bad sign. It's he's like he's he fills out a roster. May not even be there opening day. Who knows? Hmm. What's his name? Joey Wendell. Yeah, Mr. Wendell. Mr. Yeah, Joey Wendell. Wendell. Yep. Okay. Uh, Andre Dawson, who I love from the 1980s, Jerry. You know, he was on the Expos. He was on the Cubs. Yeah. He was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2010. Yeah. If I do the math, that's 13 years ago, Jerry. Right on. 13, 14 years ago. He wants his cap changed. This is one of the stupidest things in all of sports. He says, can you change up my cap? Give him a cap that's got both logos on it. He was put in as an expo where he was there 11 years. But then he went to the Cubs where he uh, feels like he was rejuvenated. He's both. He's both. Put him in as both. Dave Winfield should not be in the Hall of Fame as a Padre. Yeah. He should go in as a Padre and as a Yankee and whatever else. He played for the Indians at one point, too, whatever other teams he played for. You make a Hall of Fame hat with all the logos on it. It really is so stupid. When I saw that article today, yeah. like, what are they doing? Or, and, you know, we had the guy from the Hall of Fame here last week. Well, should have asked him about it. Because that's one of those things that, you know, when they get their plaque in the Hall of Fame, it puts all their teams on. So in a day and age of free agency, like I understood in the 20s and the 30s and the 40s, you pretty much played for one team. You weren't really able to go anywhere unless you got traded. Okay, fine. Once free agency, you got guys playing on five different teams. They're like nomads. Or you just make a Hall of Fame hat with their, I don't know if you would call it their number or their signature, where you're going in as you. Like there's no affiliation with a team anymore. Or put a bust like the NFL or the Pro Football Hall of Fame has and then just put different hats on them, depending. Like every couple of weeks, Andre Dawson calls the hall and says, "Eh, flip that Cubs cap back on me. Whatever. Just you got to acknowledge all of it and stop picking one team. It makes no sense. Yeah. It really doesn't. 
So he's upset. The Hawk, they called him, Jerry. Like Giancarlo Stanton when he goes into the Hall of Fame. Was he going into the Marlin? No. Well, he should. He should. But he's going to spend his last however many years with the Yankees. And he, as bad as he was last year, he has had good moments with the Yankees. Plus, it looks cooler, the Yankee logo, than a Marlin. But he should on, I would think, statistically, won an MVP with the Marlins. You would think he'd go in as a Marlin. You know what he should go in as? A Yankee and a Marlin. And wherever else the Yankees dump him this offseason. Right. <laughs> all, all, all three of those logos you get. Yes. Just makes you may. And you can sell those hats. They're special Hall of Fame hats. Like, why would you not That's do That's a great this? idea, Jerry. They put the player's name on the hat with the various logos. That's it. It, to me, makes so much sense. And it's, it's just, it's lunacy that we're still doing this. I wonder who is in the Hall of Fame who has played for the most teams. That's a really good question. I Maybe don't know. Ask Chat GPT that. Just Google it, as they say. I suppose I could Google it, Jerry. I'll do that during the break. Uh, yes, I'm going to say, which MLB player has played for the most teams? And then I would want to purchase that hat. Jerry. I know Reggie has four. Reggie? Yeah, it's got to be more than that. Do they acknowledge his time with the Orioles? Why? Why wouldn't you? He played for them, right? So it's the so you got the Yankees, the Angels, the A's, the Orioles. That's it. Four. I Those think. are the four. That'd be okay. a cool hat. I, I yes, I A's agree. And Angels, two A's. Hall. Uh, Seaver Seaver was four. Here you go. Hall of Famers who have played for seven or more teams. Yeah, let's get those hats going. Called the Hall of Fame. Uh, the following members of the Hall of Fame played with at least seven. So I'm trying to come up with people we've heard people of. People we've though. heard of, Jerry. All right, so Robbie Robbie Alomar was on seven teams? Really? I suppose so. Is that the guy who spit on the guy, or that well, was his brother? That was Robbie. Oh, it was. Yeah. He was with the Blue Jays. I, I think it was with the Blue Jays. Ricky Henderson, nine. That's a cool one. Uh, Gaylord Perry, eight. Lee Smith, remember him? Yeah, the old closer. Lee Smith. Eight teams. Hoyt Wilhelm, nine. Uh, here's the leader. I don't know who this is. Dan Brothers, 11 teams. Oh, this isn't even like when baseball was baseball. Yeah, Never see, mind. No, I need, I need he played win. on the Detroit Wolverines. No, I need, like, from someone who played on a bunch of teams right, so in the, the 80s. Goose Gossage, he was on nine teams? Man, the goose was hanging on wow. at the end. I guess so. So, yeah, so here are the names to know. So... We're we're figuring about Dan Brothers. He doesn't count. He doesn't count. He doesn't. He played when baseball. I think they were. I think they were lobbing the ball. We in. don't count that. No, we're not counting that. The names that you would know: uh, nine teams for Goose Gossage, Ricky Henderson, Hoyt Wilhelm, eight for Lee Smith, Gaylord Perry, eh, and seven for Robbie Alomar. Those are your leaders. You That's a lot, a lot of teams. You don't get a lot of Gaylords anymore. When's the last time a baby was named Gaylord? Um, Probably been a while. I don't know. I don't think it makes the list of most popular names any yeah. longer. Is Gaylord his real name? I believe so. Yeah, I don't know. Jerry, this is my new baby, Gaylord. Okay. Congratulations, Al. Please kiss him on the forehead. Okay, sure. I would make you the um, you're godfather. Not, no, you're not making me of the Gaylord. godfather. You're not making me the godfather. My little Gaylord. There's no chance. You better ask your nephew first if you're looking for him to take care of you in your old age. This is Gaylord Dukes. Welcome him to the world, Jerry. He's eight pounds, seven ounces. Gaylord as a name. Yeah. That was a long, that's got to be long gone, Jerry. It's a masculine name of French sure origin. Is. Stems from the word galliard, which mm. means lively and spirited. Yeah. Well, you're not naming your kid that. <laughs> you don't know if I'm going to have a lively and spirited kid. You're naming your kid. Let's see what's a good, boring name. 
Frank. <laughs> All the Franks out there are like, what? I know. What? I'm just joking. You're typing out a tweet to you right now, Jerry. How it's dare just, you? It's the first like common name that came to mind. You're not going to find, like, if you go to Disney and you got, and you want to go, like, get, like, a Mickey Mouse light plate with your name you on it. You can't find Gaylord. You barely, you can't find Albert anymore, either. <laughs> you can find Al, though. I don't yeah, know about Albert. Sometimes. You can find Al. You can find Al. By the way, all this coming from the guy whose stupid name is Gerard. Gerard. <laughs> you probably have the only oh, name. Man. I'm going to say Gerard. Yeah. Is the only name where the shortened version There's a completely starts, different name with a different letter. With a different letter. Well, Rich and Dick. Right? Uh yeah, I suppose so. Right, if you're Richard, you're Dick. So, Gerard Jerry, so those are two. I don't know what else. Elizabeth, Liz, Betty, right? Beth. Yeah. Hmm. All right, so we came up with three, right. so it's really not the only one. <laughs> I knew once we started talking about it, we'd find some different answers. <laughs> exactly. So here would be your choices when you have a kid. Okay. Gaylord, Dick, Gerard. That sounds like a nice full name. <laughs> Dukes. <laughs> Please welcome into the world, world Gaylord. Dick Dukes. Dick. Gerard Dukes. <laughs> you don't need Gerard. <laughs> you can get my name out of it. It's perfect. Are we going to take a break? We're running late with stupidity. Uh, when we come back, we got a lot to do. The Cowboys play the Seahawks tonight. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was on the practice field, sort of. Uh, and then Boomer and Geo at six on the fan. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Before we get started, I just want to say on behalf of every single Met fan out there, this is the Rico Bronya podcast. On behalf of all of the people that were at Chase Stadium on that October night, on behalf of every Met fan that's watched this man pitch, let me just tell Adam Wainwright, can you go f- yourself? <laughs> wow. Wow, you weren't kidding. You were you came in hot. Subscribe and listen to the Rico Bronya podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You're in the mix. <laughs> uh, nice to have you with us. It is Thursday. We're that close to the weekend. Alan Jerry until 6 o'clock. You got Boomer and Geo coming up on a big week. football week starts tonight with the Cowboys and the Seahawks. I got to tell you, Jerry, the uh, that Barstool podcast, Pardon My Take, yeah. they really get people to uh, admit things. You know, last what does that week, mean? Well, like two weeks ago, Carissa Thompson yes. said, uh, oh, I, I was making up uh, sideline reports. They had Kirk Herbstreet on. And he said, uh, these Thursday night games, they're good, but I don't think they're at the level of Sunday night or what I'm doing on Saturday nights. I don't even think they're good. The yeah, games haven't been great. Yeah, it's just weird that uh, he would say that yeah, publicly. 
Well, seems a little strange to me. Isn't he in the booth with Al Michaels, who basically bashes everything and everyone every week now? Yeah, but I feel like Al Michaels has uh, has had enough uh, NFL experience. Sure. I think part of, like, I find it weird to hear Kirk Herbstreet doing NFL games. I don't know why. It doesn't, doesn't really bother phase you. me either way. It's yeah. a voice. He's fine. Yeah, but uh, yeah, they've uh, he just talked about how they're they're just not up to the level of the Sunday night football games. Well, yeah, and that's nothing that we haven't discussed. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah, Kirk. Herb so is Street. he taking a beating like Carissa Thompson over no. this? Yeah. You know why, Jerry? Because he makes stuff up. There is a good, <laughs> a very interesting uh, Shannon Sharp thing that came out of his podcast with the Ojo Cinco. Yes, which I did not realize. They do that almost every night. Oh, they do? It's not like a weekly thing. No, 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 no. It's called the Nightcap. Really? And yeah, and he they are on like when there are games at night, um they're on right after. And long. Like it's not like hey, Cowboys Seahawks just ended. Hey, let's pop on and do 10 minutes. They do an hour, sometimes 2 hours. And yeah, it's a lot. Is you talking about the brushing the teeth thing? Because uh, I have yes. the audio here. His oral hygiene, Jerry. I brush my teeth on average about somewhere between seven and ten times a day. I brush my teeth two times before I leave the house in the morning to go to do first take. What? I brush my teeth before I go down and eat breakfast. I go back upstairs and brush my teeth again. I get to work. I go to the bathroom and brush my teeth again. So I brush my teeth three times before I go on air. Man. I come home. I eat. I brush my teeth again. I'll take a 30-minute nap. I get up. I'll brush my teeth before I go to the so, gym. Uh, uh, I come home. I'll too eat. Much. I'll brush my teeth again. And he also later in the uh, podcast said he gets his teeth painted because he's wearing them out. Yeah, that's not good. Is no, he, I'm kidding. He oh, didn't say that. I was going to say, you could rec- do a, a gum receding. Mm-hmm. Like where your that's gums, a lot. Yeah. That and then it lot. starts to hurt when you brush your teeth because yep. your, your gums are receding. Start bleeding. Yeah. I I, re, I was reminded of when I heard Shannon Sharp talking about brushing his teeth so much. I thought about you and showering. Like you like to shower a lot. When I'm in a yes, when I'm in a uh, physical fitness routine, yeah, it's usually three times a day. Like you shower, right? You shower in the morning, then you yes. come to work, then you go home and you do physical fitness. You shower, mm-hmm. and, and then you, a, a lot of times I would have baseball practice, and, and then, then, then I would shower after bed. that. Yeah, that is very true. And this, I would say, spring and summer, that's very true. Right now, it's not. But spring and summer, yeah, three times a day probably. Shannon Sharp said he's afraid of uh, having an offensive odor coming out of his mouth. He doesn't. He doesn't want. But I don't know what odor he would have because listen, I've listened to this and watched this now a lot, uh, more than most anyway. He, apparently, he is still on this chicken and rice diet. Like that's all he eats, and he and it's come up because he talks about dating women. They talk about that often. And the one thing he has said that has become a problem is he tells the women when he first meets them, this is how I eat. This is how many times a day or during the week I go to the gym. If this is a like a deal breaker, tell me now because I'm not I'm not going out for dinner three nights a week. I'm not going to get in pizza. I'm eating chicken. I'm eating rice. That's it. And I'm having eggs for breakfast. And so I don't know where the stink would come from. Yeah, because they say the stink comes from your actually from your belly. And all the things going on down there. Well, he's got nothing but Purdue and Uncle Ben's. Yeah. Well, I I'm mean. Sh- yes. I'm sure he's eating a much higher You know what I mean. Jesus than Purdue Christ. and Uncle I, Ben's. All right. Jerry. Relax. You get the point. It's very rich. Mr. Soapbox Nutrition Boy. Relax. I, I was one time at a dinner with Shannon Sharp. Okay. Uh, it was that we went to dinner before some boxing match at Madison Square Garden. Boomer took, Boomer took us. There were a lot of people mm-hmm. there. 
but I was sitting directly across from Shannon Sharp. It was a big table, though, so I wasn't. I couldn't reach over and grab his chicken. Okay. And he somehow got the restaurant to make just a grilled piece of chicken on a bed of lettuce. That's yeah. what he had. And he, that's still what he's doing, which is why he looks the same now as when he was playing 15 years ago. It would be very nerve-wracking to date him if you're a woman because you would feel like, does my breath stink? Should I start brushing my teeth seven times a day? Yes, I think he would probably like that. And also, he's got these rules about using the bathroom right? when they have relations. Mm-hmm. He won't have relations when you wake up because the breath stinks. Yeah. And body stink. I'm like, with him on a lot of these things. And Ocho Cinco can't, cannot fathom any of it. Yeah. Well, he's disgusting, Jerry. I don't know if he is or he isn't, but I'll tell you what he's not. He's not Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp is more my speed kind of guy. I'd love to date Shannon Sharp, Jerry, if I were a man who dated other men and he was available and interested. But that's not what's happening in the world. He would break you. Probably. Like, Shannon Sharp is probably 6'5". He probably still weighs 240. Very muscular. Yes. And, and you're 6'1", 140. <laughs> I'm only like 5'11". I'm shrinking. Are you really? No, I think I was always 5'11". Oh, okay. But I haven't... I, I actually, thought you were over 6. No. I haven't measured myself in a while. I could be shrinking already. Because I know when I sit down to eat, I hunch over like a, like I'm protecting my food from a, <laughs> from who from, from like whimsy? a bear eating it. <laughs> I am I'm not shrinking, but I do feel like it because Joseph is now taller than me. Right, people are getting taller than you. Yeah, so I've that watched makes... that. Now I'm looking up at him, and yeah. that is very weird. Yes. So oh well, hmm. there becomes a day wherein the son can beat up the father, and then that's you're probably not there yet. Uh, well, I will tell you what they can do. They can beat me at almost every sport now. Yeah. both of them. And that's a very tough thing to take. That they could beat you at sport? I can't. Yeah, basketball has gone by the wayside a long time ago because they can shoot. I can't. Um, now they're bigger than me, too, so even rebounding has become a problem. So baseball, I can't compete anymore with them. Basketball, no. Golf, they're both beating me. Not on a regular basis, but they can beat me in golf. And I think I have them both in tennis still, yeah. but like that's it. Yeah, that's when you know you're there becoming men, Jerry. Yeah, I suppose so. So you do have your Dallas Cowboys playing tonight. Yeah. Uh, that game is in Dallas against the Seattle Seahawks. Correct. I still don't I, I still don't have a feel for the Seahawks. I don't either. And Kenneth right? Walker is out, too. What does he do? <laughs> he's the Seahawks running back. Oh, he's, so he won't be in. He's got an oblique injury. Okay. And he's doubtful. So I don't either. All I know is Geno Smith has not been quite as good this year as he was last year. Maybe he has a huge game tonight. I don't know. Um, and they've taken a little bit of a step. They're still good. I mean, they're 6-5, and five, but they have taken a little bit of a step back. So this is a game that the Cowboys are expected to win. I, I would think so, yeah. I, I, I Yeah, I would be surprised if they lost this game. You doesn't mean that, they won't, but... you doing that game for Compass Media? I am not working tonight, no. It's one late. of the three that I took off. Okay, good. That's a good idea, yes. Jerry. You want to be fresh for a Friday, football I Friday show. I cannot stay up till midnight anymore and, yeah. and then come in. Doing games. It's gotten to be too much, yes. I imagine the Cowboys are favored. Yeah, I would. I don't know the number. I can Google it. As Google. He's probably about, with his fingers about to hit that. I'm going to say... what would you Google for that? Because I always see people do this. Cowboys, go, Seahawks, odds. Oh. Where'd you come up with that? <laughs> I'm going to say, I don't know this. I'm going to say Dallas minus five. Oh, that sounds good. What do you good. think? I like that. I'm going to say Dallas minus mm, six and a half. All right, here we go. The odds for tonight. And I don't know if this is completely up to the minute. Oh, come on with these paywalls. Oh, it's up to the minute, Jesus. Jerry. Wow. Touchdown. No, the Cowboys minus nine. Mm. 
Damn. Now, I know the Cowboys have been almost unbeatable at home. Of course, the Eagles coming in next week. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> um, but nine's a lot. Nine is a lot. I thought six and a half. Give him a touchdown. And I thought five was a lot. But all right. So there you go. Minus nine. Man, you taking dude. the Cowboys minus nine? Yeah, I would take the Cowboys minus I nine. I think I would, too. They're at home, too. prime. They're in prime time, Jerry. They are in prime time, and I think if I pull up the Cowboys, uh, and I know the team, you know, the one thing that always bothers me about everybody says, "Well, the Cowboys haven't played anybody," which you're not, for the most part, you're not wrong. But I hate when they're like, oh, at home, they're just they're beating nobody." They did hang thirty points on the Jets' defense. Correct. That everyone, like, you can't sit here on one side of the room and say, "Boy, the Jets' defense is outstanding. What a defense!" And then over here. I mean, the Cowboys, they haven't scored on anybody at home. Well, what happened to the Jets? And they also talk about how great the Patriots' defense is, and they lose because of, because of the quarterback, and yet they put 38 points on the Patriots. I also like when they go, they haven't played anybody. Meanwhile, there's like f- five teams in the league. That are any good? Yeah. I, I completely <laughs> so that, agree. You, you can't play them every week. I completely agree. So, anyway, I don't know. So, here here's what the Cowboys have done at home this year. They put 30 on the Jets and one. 38 on the Patriots, 43 on the Rams, 49 on the Giants. The Giants, <laughs> God almighty. 49 on the Giants, 45 on the Commanders, and they have Seattle tonight. Those are all home games. Perfect. So we'll see. So minus nine. We're taking it. All right. I would I'll take that. Quick break. When we come back, we got lots more to do. And then Boomer and Geo at six. By the way, we were talking about um, Cowboys Dolphins. I uh, think off the air, maybe on the air. No, yeah, we talked about this before. Like, what a cool Super Bowl that would look like. I didn't realize that's the Christmas Eve game at four thirty. Cowboys Dolphins in Miami. Really? Yeah. I didn't know they were playing this year. Well, it, they're, they're playing the AFC East. I didn't. I don't remember where that game fell. I didn't realize that was the Christmas Eve oh, game. Man. Huh. I'll be under the tree, Jerry. Drinking from the where the tree stump goes and then watching the Cowboys-Dolphins game. No, you won't. Getting myself some maple water <laughs> from right under the tree. You're such a dope. Sucking on the sap. So I guess Aaron Rodgers is playing, Jerry. I saw no, him practicing. Aaron, he's, not, no, he's not. They opened playing. up the practice window, so 21 days he's got to practice, and then he's... They have to make a decision <laughs> if they're going to activate him or shut him down for the rest of the is year. Is that how this works? But I do like Aaron Rodgers' practice yesterday. Hmm, not really. I mean, he was out there, he had a red shirt on, and he threw the ball. You know what it was? He had a helmet on. He had a catch. He did yes. Have a, yes, he did. Oh, I shouldn't even say he had a catch. He had a throw because he didn't even catch the ball. He had someone catching for him. Which I do like. I, I don't like when I see on the sidelines like a quarterback warming up, catching his own ball back. Like, you could jam a finger oh easily. God. Will you stop? Why would you do that? Then, all right, then how about we hook them on the, the the camera wire, too, and then just bring them to the huddle so they don't trip and fall and hurt themselves on the way out there. That could be helpful. I mean, stop it. Well, yeah, <laughs> come on. That could be very helpful. Catch. So, yeah, so I was trying. It was, so, was kind of confusing in the beginning because I was like, okay, I never heard the phrase, that they open a 21-day practice window. Become very popular. I don't know if the rules change. I'm not yeah. sure Boomer can answer that. Uh, but that's become a very popular thing the last couple of years. So that means that they would have to practice for 21 days before they could play? Is that how um, that works? No, I think you can activate them at any point. You have 21 days to decide if he's... The way I understand okay. it is you've got 21 days where he can go out there and practice. And... If at that point you're good, you can activate him. And if he's not good, I think you have to shut him down for the year. Okay, but you could activate him if you wanted to. I think he could play Sunday. Days. I'm, I'm pretty sure, yeah. 
I think so. It's like 90 Day Fiance. Matter you... of fact, I, I do think you can because I think yeah. Jalen Ramsey of the Dolphins came back before the 21 days were up. So, go ahead, 90 Day Fiance. It's like 90 Day Fiance. When you bring your fiance into America, you have 90 days to get married. Now, you could get married within 30 days. Very similar here to Aaron But the Rogers limit is situation. 90. By 90, you got to get out of the country if you're not married. I mean, you can still get married, but the show's over. The show's over, right. yeah. yeah. The 90-day fiancé part is yeah. over. Uh, yeah, and Rob Sala even said that is is not really getting him ready to play as much as it's just a part of his rehab. Yeah. This, to me, was such a whole whole nothing. Yeah. Like, it, it, great, nice, wonderful, but, like, back page of the paper, like, why? They're like, now he can throw to real players and not just staff members of the Jets. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Would it be cool to just be a staff member of the Jets catching passes from Aaron Rodgers? Yes. That was probably really cool. You know who gets the biggest thrill is Rob Sala's son. Yes, like something like that. Mm-hmm. And they've talked about that. Yeah. And, and hard, well, not hard knocks. Was it hard knocks? Yeah, hard knocks. Yeah, hard knocks over the summer. Yeah. You know, like I work in the Jets cafeteria. Maybe I want to catch some passes from Aaron Rodgers. You think one Jets drive gets a big uptick in viewership this week? <laughs> yes, I do. I do too. Because that footage, you know that's going to be an hour worth of Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball. Yeah. Alan Lazard was asked about, you know, him being back on the practice field. And he's like, science doesn't lie. And then, like, pause. And the reporter's like, you don't even seem surprised. He goes, no. He goes, because Aaron's stubborn. <laughs> he's basically, this fits. Yeah. Like, you tell him he can't do something, he's going to do it. No, he's going to try. Now, he got benched last week, that Alan Lazard. I guess yeah, Well, he's, he stinks. I guess he's going to be ready to go this week. He'll be ready when uh, when Aaron Rodgers is back. He'll be ready to rock. Well, he said, actually, that he wanted to be on the field for Tim Boyle because I guess he's had experience with Tim Boyle in their Packers days. Yeah, well, you know what would have helped to do that? Catch the ball. He's had that problem this year. Well, what's funny is, is he said something like, I really wanted to be out there to be a security blanket for Tim. Well, he can't trust you to catch the ball. No. That's why you're not out there. No, he can't. I agree. He stinks? Uh, he has not been great. I'll say that. This is a great story, and I hope it comes to... And you're fr- saving it till now? Well, it's a short story, Jerry. Oh. I hope it comes to fruition this Sunday, which is that Joe Flacco is on the Cleveland Browns yeah. now. Elevated because of the injuries. Yeah, elevated because of the injuries. He's now the number two quarterback. And the current number one quarterback, uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, is not yet cleared from concussion protocol. Well, I thought, isn't P.J. Walker the starter this week? No, I think they're saying... Uh, no, that right now the the they have this Dorian Robin Dorian right. Thompson Robinson and the number two is Joe Flacco. Really? Yeah, I guess the other dude's hurt too. And then if he doesn't clear concussion protocol, Joe Flacco's starting this week. Wow, oh, that'd be awesome. No, yes. What would be terrible is if he goes out there and plays well. Yeah, and then the Jet fan can be angrier <laughs> again that they didn't bring back a guy who knew. The team and why did we get rid of Joe Flacco? Yeah, it was that? funny too hearing uh, people clamoring for Zach Wilson to come back. Yeah, that actually was a thing. Tim Boyle's worse. At least Zach can throw the ball down the field and Zach can run around. I'm very confused by that story you yeah. just brought us because the Browns website, uh-huh. ESPN's website, they still have PJ Walker really? ahead of Joe Flacco on the depth chart, and they don't have him as injured. I thought he was injured. Let me Google. He, if he is, these aren't updated. That's yeah. all I'm saying. All so right. I, I don't know. Um, PJ Walker here. Let's see. I'm trying to take yeah, on note C- of I'm looking at CBS Sports, Jerry, from 14 hours ago. The headline, Browns PJ Walker behind Flacco on depth chart. Wow. So I wonder how that happened. Yeah. All right. Because I mean, Joe Flacco, his energy, Jerry, I think that when the, oh my the, God. the energy he brought. 
to just, the team, they were like, we got to make this guy a number two. Absolutely just zaps you of all energy. He was bringing strong energy. All right, so this, this is what I don't get. The un, the unofficial depth chart that the Browns released yesterday. Yesterday. Has Walker ahead of Flacco. Man, they're playing games, Jerry. So I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. It, it still has Flacco on the practice squad. Uh, okay. I guess you really have to wait till Sunday. Oh, man, Jerry. So the, it might happen. The anticipation of NFL Red Zone, four, 13, what do they say? Seven hours. Seven hours. Of lying to you with commercial-free football. Commercial-free football. with Joe. We'll be checking in on Joe Flacco when he gets into the Red you Zone. You know why they won't? It's going to be a 6-3 game. Yeah. There won't be much Red Zone. It is funny, those playing? games, when you, when you don't get – they're playing the Rams. It's funny when you get those games where, where they'll – they go to it on red zone. You're like, oh, I forgot this game was even on. Yeah. Because they don't go to it for like 30 minutes because yeah. nothing's happening. How many times that's happened with you watching the red zone with the Jets and Giants playing? <laughs> yes, all the time. <laughs> oh, I forgot. I do love the best of red zone is that four o'clock window. If you have like two good games. And yes, then I one, agree. And then one scrub game. I like, would agree. It is so great. You never miss any plays in any of the games because well, they just. Let me ask you this, though. Like this week, I think red zone's dead at four o'clock. Because you've got the Niners and Eagles playing. Right. Are you really interested in the Pan- – I'm not even going to say who they're playing. The Panthers. No. Okay. They're playing the Buccaneers. Not interested. Oh, my gosh. Uh, the other 4 o'clock game is the Browns and, and Rams. Yeah. No. So you're pretty much saying, hey, Scott Hansen, have a good – take the rest of the day off. Yeah. You know how everyone always asks Scott Hansen, does he get to go to the bathroom during red zone? You can this week. This week you can. Because we're not watching. We're just put the Niners and Eagles up as long as you can. No, I don't like at the end of Red Zone when Scott Hansen will be like, uh, you know, uh, we've got these uh, only two remaining games. When there's one remaining game, we have to sign off. Mm-hmm. Correct. Unless you're an international viewer. Right. They get it because they don't have the local channels, I guess. Man. So Scott Hansen has to stay on or do they? you think they just keep the, the last game I, remaining on? I don't know. If I were them, I'd let them go home and I'd just leave the last remaining game on. That's what I would do. Mm, but then it's not commercial free. I would make Scott Hansen stay and cover the commercials. Like he'll just have to tell you about like stats during the day. I, I guess. By the way, real quick, just we were talking about like TV stuff. Yeah. Did you see the NASCAR deal? No. New media rights and streaming rights. They just signed a seven point seven billion dollar deal. Who's carrying it? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't read through the whole thing. I pulled an owl. I took the. I read the first couple of paragraphs. Their last media deal was for one point one billion. This new media deal is seven point seven billion dollars. There are parts of the country wow. when I was working sports radio in Tampa, stations like rock stations would go to NASCAR. They would yeah. fight to get the rights to the NASCAR races on the radio. Yeah, it's a big deal, and most not here. But in the rest of the country, it is. We got to take a quick break. We come back. We'll get you to Boomer and Geo. Right now, an Odyssey Sportsman and Amy Lawrence on Nebraska football. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Uh, we got about, about a minute or so left, and then Boomer and Geo will be here. What else, Al? Jerry, we were talking about the Cowboys-Seahawks game tonight. Yeah. That game in Dallas. Cowboys, uh, nine-point favorites. I just found out that the Seahawks are wearing their 1980s throwback, so... You still won't stay up and watch it. I won't stay up and watch it, but I think that evens the game out. No longer oh, okay. nine-point favorites. What I are think, the Cowboys wearing? 
Uh, I can never tell when the Cowboys are in their throwback uniform. They well, they have white helmets with a blue star. Oh, they don't have silver. those. They're, 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 they're not wearing those. No, they're the, they're the regular, the traditional, uh, yeah, traditional. But okay. the, the white, uh, the, wearing mm-hmm. the white at home with the gray pants. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah, there are certain teams, Jerry, where the throwbacks you can't tell. Cowboys are one of them. I feel like the Giants you can't really tell. I do, and they're wearing theirs this week against the Packers. The okay. things with the Giants. I only across. know when you usually tell me. Yeah. Then it's something to look for. Or when the helmets locked, are different. Because I'm locked in on that stuff, Jerry. Uh, yes. That's all I care I about. I try to watch the football. You watch the men in the uniforms. <laughs> and I will be watching the highlights when I get in tomorrow. I, well, I hope so. Oh. It's Cowboys Seahawks, you I, fraud fan. I hope Steve Larkin. WFAN. WFAN FM. WFAN FM HD1. New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app.